Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 282. And the way we go. Welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Party. Joined, as always, Mr. Marcus Schwan. Marcus, how you feeling this weekend, buddy? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good, buddy. How are you, you doing? Yeah. I am pretty good, my friend. Pretty good. So you're sporting a Miami Dolphins jersey, trying to rub it in my face already? Brand spanking new, right out of the box. Brand new uh, to a Tagovailoa jersey. I'm sorry, what was that last name? And, uh, you know, you got to wear it out for a little bit to get the wrinkles out because it's not something you can just iron. So I'm wearing it tonight to get the wrinkles out because, uh, my friend, I'm going to my very first football game this weekend. Shut the the fuck up. Are you really? Eagle-eyed listeners to the show will know we're posting the show Saturday instead of Sunday because I'm busy all day Sunday. So, yeah, because that's why. First football game, Jets-Dolphins. Friend had an extra ticket. He hit me up. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, why not? Then I realized I have no dolphin swag that really I fits because of the stupid pandemic. And the ones that do, do have are uh, Tannehill jerseys. So I pulled the got trigger. It. Got it. I got a. So I was always debating getting a Tua jersey or a Tannehill Titans jersey. Got the Tua jersey because I had to now. I got a Dolphins hoodie because I needed a new one. I was hoping one of them wouldn't fit so I could return one of them. But both of them fit nice. So now I got these Dolphin swag. Probably wear both of them. Maybe this, wear the jersey over the hoodie. Yeah, I'm going, man. I'm uh, just hoping you fucking win. Uh, you'll definitely beat us. We have Joe Flacco playing against you, so I, I think you'll Super have Bowl no problems. With quality quarterback. My brother. How many the, years ago? My brother said the same thing. How many thing. years ago? He's like, "Oh, you're going. Uh, good luck. I mean, congratulations because uh, we're starting Flacco." I'm like, "It's not a. It's not a downgrade." <laughs> I mean, it's a no grade. I mean, the Jets. The, the Jets suck, and this coming from a diehard Jets fan, like. You, no one's even going to give you shit for wearing two jerseys because it's probably going to be mostly Dolphins fans anyway at the stadium. So you, you'll people, be fine. The majority of the people I'm going with, I thought it was like three people. No, we're going with eight people, including myself. Okay. The majority of which are Giants fans. Okay. So if the fucking drunk, stupid, rowdy, drunken Jet fans get in my business, I'll have backup. They won't. What's the, what's the worst they can say? Uh, the Dolphins suck? Yeah, I know they do. Okay. Great. Congratulations. So do yours. No, they, they're just going to... They're just going to... You know, I, I, Jets fans, I feel like we're numb to it right now. Like, we oh. don't care. I, I actually I actually think we should just all boycott going to any Jets games, boycott any get, getting any Jets merchandise until they sell the team, until the, the, the Johnsons are no more. That, that's what I personally think. This was uh, maybe four years ago. My coworker and her sister went to the Jets-Dolphins game, and her brother-in-law is a diehard Dolphins fan. Mm-hmm. So, of course, her sister is a Dolphins fan as well. And they said the same thing. There's more Dolphins fans than Jets fans in that game. That was four years ago. Yeah. So I'm assuming the same thing will happen. Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm looking for, I mean, it sucks because I have to be Actually, at my friend's house at 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Dude, it's fine. You're going you're gonna to have a great time. It's Hopefully. tailgating. Uh, nothing but drinking, good food. And your team's going to win. So you're going to see a lot of sad Jets fans. You heard it Actually, there, folks. Episode 282, Mark Schwann just cursed my team. And now Dolphins <laughs> are going to lose this. The last time I was at a Jets game was with my wife. Um, my wife. It was for a Jets, Dol- Jets Dolphins game. Now, we actually had a really cool t- uh, tailgate experience. We actually got to uh, go in the field as well. Now, is it because we're from New York? It seems like the Jets Dolphins rivalry is more intense than the other rivalries. What? It just no. seems like it's more it, of a fun it, rivalry. It used to be. Maybe. Maybe because I don't know that many Bills fans or Patriots fans. But it seems like the Dolphins Jets games are the ones I pay more attention to. It used to be a big deal back in the day. When the Jets and Dolphins were very competitive, mm-hmm. now it's just it's it's meaningless right now the rivalry because both teams are not in their a game. Dolphins probably a little bit better than Jets, but like there's still there's a big mystery at quarterback for them. So and the Dolphins really haven't been competitive in a bit. 
But you know what? It was competitive, Marcus. Outlaw Wrestling, this past Thursday, November 18th, Everyone Greenman and I went to the conclusion of the inaugural championship tournament over here at Queens Brewery. Mark, you missed a good time, my friend. You didn't even invite me, so I don't know. What uh, we did. About. Last time you were in my house, I told you I'm going. He said, oh, I might come. I'm like, oh, you should come. And then I never heard from you again. So, there, there's that. But we had a good time. The show was great. Uh, this is my second Outlaw show. Greenman is a loyal Outlaw participant. This is my second time going. And he just welcomed me with open arms. It's a great time there. The next one is December. So you had a better time over there this time around. Because the first time around, 16th, you were very. December 16th, Queens Brewery. You were very um, I don't know, apprehensive about the whole atmosphere with COVID and all that. Yeah. So that... How, how do you feel this time around? Did, did you feel safer? No. Um, <laughs> I love the honesty. The amount of no. alcohol intake before we went in diluted my senses. So I wasn't thinking about it. Right. The pre- we pre-gamed pretty well. So it's not, not something I was thought about. But again, it's not, an open, it's not an open arena, but the doors are open. So there is some sort of air coming in and out. So in the main event, it was a fatal four-way. Homicide is your novel. I saw Homicide came out of the top, man. I, I was surprised to see Homicide in there. Outlaw champion. Um, my boy, Mike Verna, who I decided to represent with his shirt. Go all in on my man, Mike Verna. Did not appear. Family emergency. Had to be replaced. So he wasn't there. It sucks. That's crazy, man. Hope, hopefully everything's okay. I'm a big fan of Mike Verna. The dude's got all the tools man like we we actually had the privilege of calling one of his matches at uh acw but he was replaced by tommy dreamer oh shit no way so i gotta see tommy dreamer versus homicide during the match i had to go to the bathroom so i went to the bathroom and who do i see hiding around lurking in the back sandman huh. so i'm marking down i'm like oh shit green man loves sandman so i go to go back to see green man i'm like yo by the way you know what's on the back boom his music hits i didn't get a chance to announce him sandman comes out it was just very old school very fun times. Sandman pouring the beer in everybody's mouth. Very carefully, not to make sure it doesn't touch anybody's lips. Following the rules. So it's good. We had a good time on Outlaw. Definitely check it out. December 16th, again, at Queens Brewery. So is Queens Brewery their home? Because I, I, I noticed like most of the shows has been, have been over there only one time at the Great South Bay Brewery. But that I cannot answer. Queens Brewery. That I can't answer. Um, for a while, it was somewhere in Brooklyn, near Coney Island. That was their home. Mm-hmm. And they were, going to go, far. they were going to go somewhere in Brooklyn, and October 21st, last minute, they had to move back to Queens Brewery. So I don't know. It's, they're going to be back in Queens Brewery on this December. But it was good times. Good drinks, good food, good atmosphere. Is it, is it accessible to a subway or to yeah, drive the, there? Yeah, the, subway, like, the subway's right in the corner. You could drive okay. there, of course. Parking's a little, be, uh, a little bit of a bitch, but that's most places in Queens nowadays. Yep. Yep. So That's for sure. It is access, accessible by public transportation. I think there's a bus around there. Yeah, the bus stops a block away. Bus? Dude, no. I don't take a bus. They take a train. I'll take a train. Bus? No. I've never taken a bus in my life. I refuse. Oh, because you had a chauffeur fucking taking you to high school back and forth, right? Didn't your nanny this pick you up time. or something like that? <laughs> this is one time. Are you going to get a nanny for your kid? I don't know. Someone actually asked me about if I'm going to get daycare for my kid. I was like, I haven't really thought about that yet. This, you know, I, I've had too much to think about lately, so I haven't really had to sit down and think about this per se. I don't even know the gender of my kid yet. I was supposed to find that out about a week ago. Uh, why didn't you? Because doctor messed up. They uh, they didn't order that. I did find it out. My baby's healthy though, so that's all that counts. I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, going back, I have a new favorite independent wrestler, by the way. Oh yeah, who? So there was a big, huge talent announcement. By Mr. Uh, Oliver Dove. Mr. Dove? I forgot his first name. New talent acquisition. He acquired Corporate Cass. Oh, I saw this. The, uh, you know, Deathmatch King, Casanova, Val- Casanova Valentine. He said it himself. He didn't sell out. He bought in. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to what Corporate Cass has to bring in the independent wrestling scene over there in Outlaw. Boom, check it out. So, Mark, you have to come next time, man. You have to come next time. It's pretty, uh, pretty good times. I, I'm I'm interested in going there. I'm I'm just you know a little nervous with COVID, but I have to get myself back out there sooner or later. And of course, we ran to our good friends over there at Turbo, Turnbuckle Tabloid. They say hello. We hope they get them. Back. Oh, sup guys? Get them back on the show sooner than later. Absolutely, absolutely. But enough of this, Marcus. Let's uh let's find out what's trending this week. What do you got for me? So, buddy, 
I don't know if you've seen, but Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, they've been making quite a bit of noise on social media, if you will, for the past, I don't know, month, I think. It continues. We haven't really talked about it much here on the, on the show. The Macho Beard at Macho Beard for Life, he put out a video of Becky Lynch. Uh, she had an interview recently. Becky Lynch shoots on Ric Flair. Damn MMA hour. Here's a clip. How do you feel about some of the things that he has said and written? Um, look, I, uh, I, I, I saw that tweet. Yeah. The one that you're referring to. Um, the one that I'm kind of referring to. And I looked at it and I wrote out a response that would have really been quite biting. And, and, I, and, I, and I deleted it and I let it go because I think it's really sad. Because this is a legend at one point, who's now this legend, 16-time world champion, Ric Flair, is, is now uh, jealous of me. And that's, that's it's cool. It's cool for me. Um, and, and is now trying to use me to get clout, you know, to promote whatever he has going on next because he's dug himself into a hole with other things. So, um, so I kind of just was like, ah. Let me let let me let him at it because it's kind of it's kind of sad, you know. It's it's kind of sad. He's so pretty pretty. I don't know. Anyway, so now what? Some of you might be asking is like, oh, what tweet is Becky Lynch talking about? Because that was my question as well, Putty. I know you had the same one. So the original tweet I was able to find was from Ric Flair. I think I'm gonna have to make the trip personally to see you beat the piss out of Charlotte Flair. I don't think so, sister. The man, big time Bex, whatever you call yourself, there's not enough choreography in the business to save you, Becky Lynch. And actually, Ric Flair did have a retort back to Becky Lynch's interview. We quote retweeted the article, the tweet that was uh, that Becky Lynch was responding to. So disappointed. I did this out of respect for you, Becky Lynch. It made you millions and made me nothing. After 40 years of being the man, the company doesn't own it. And neither do you. I'll always be the man. Ask your husband. Well, first off, WWE does own the man. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Secondly, though, this whole thing, right, with Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Again, we we have not talked about all the drama that's been going on over the weeks here. At first, it seemed like a shoot. It does seem quite a bit like a shoot, but on Shot of Wrestling's Instagram page, it was brought up. Could this be a work? What are your thoughts? Anything could be a work these days. With the, right? advent, with the advent of social media, anything could be a work. But that, I think that would be a smart move, though. You know? Because uh, how many times have I talked about this before? Like, real life drama creates good uh, entertainment. Of course. You know, so even if there was, like, a, a slither of truth to this, right? Because friends fight. Friends do fight. You know, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, we all know the history there. You know, maybe they did have a disagreement backstage over the um, over that whole segment with Sonya Deville. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you know, the thing leaked out, blah, blah, blah. Like, hey, yo, let's, uh, let's do something with this. It is possible. Of course it's possible. I mean, doubtful, yes. Possible, yeah. You think, what do you think? Do you think there's more so a chance that this is real shit? Because actually, you know, Becky Lynch did bring up about uh she kind of made i don't know a, a nod towards that whole dark side of the ring <laughs> controversy that flair had recently i'm believing it and i think we talked about it a week or two ago this could be potentially the Shawn michaels Bret Hart rivalry of our generation this generation i should say if it is a work bravo to everybody involved yeah everyone involved yeah because i would agree with that they had a great video package tonight on smackdown this robbery is something, this match is something everyone's looking forward to on Survivor Series. Just because of this personal aspect, it's making it more interesting. Adding another, adding another layer and dynamic to it. So if this is a work, bravo. I'm but glad you brought is. up, I'm glad you brought up the SmackDown package that, uh, that they showed. Because I was watching that. And I was getting flashbacks, yeah, to some of the greatest rivalries that we've seen in WWE. Between Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, uh, Stone Cold, The Rock. Triple H, The Rock. I mean, insert major rivalries here, and like that was the sense I was getting with this one. It, this 
does this rivalry between Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, I mean, it does stem back w- without the real life drama here, but the the rivalry that they've had, it's it's gone over years, and I feel like it, it's not it's not boring. No, not boring. Still, still yeah, there. It, now you're adding this different layer to it. Um, I equated it to Shawn Michaels Bret Hart because of that personal aspect, because their personal beef just right. added so much. No, of to course. It. But if you ignore, like you said, if you ignore that personal storyline, just looking at what they've done in the past couple of years, yeah, definitely one of the most. She even said it in the package tonight, Becky Lynch will go down as my greatest rival. And you know, Mike Cole did kind of allude to like leading up to the package, like, hey, it's been all over the news yep. this storyline, <laughs> and I'm not, surprised in it didn't bring more of it. No, they're not. They're not. They're being subtle about it. That's smart, but it also made me think, like, oh, well, maybe it could be a work. I, I think it's one of those things that we'll never know, though. But like, I, I want to see more of this. I want to see WWE more do more of this type of stuff here. Like, bring like the real life stuff into it. You know, make it something here um, because th- this is like the most interesting storyline that they have going on right now. Something um, we both talked about when they did that great video package for Raquel Gonzalez and uh, Ray Ripley. They brought their right. personal history into it. I mean, there wasn't the same real life beef that this is going on but no of course it was course. the way they, they they made it more personal and that's something we talked about months ago too we missed that personal aspect of it yeah the storylines tonight are missing that personal like mm, you know it, it's been like one-dimensional for so long and most of the storylines you know this this just uh it keeps you coming back for more you know yeah yes we've seen becky versus charlotte a million times over, but again, like you know, you, you add this other layer to it. It's like, oh man, I can't wait to see this match. What's going to happen next? Yep. And, and I, who knows when we'll see them fight again? So a, a new show. round of releases, buddy. Can you believe this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I can. It, it, it's becoming like again, really. So Sean Ross Sap at Fightful dot com at Sean Ross Sap broke the news. Fightful has learned that WWE have released John Morrison. Top Dalla, Ashante Adonis, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Tegan Knox, Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne, and what everyone's clamoring for, Jackson Ryder. John Lauren I cited budget cuts as a reason within the email. Of course, it's budget cuts. Dude, that's uh that's pretty big, man. Like it, it, it it's it's almost numbing, but at the same time still somewhat shocking here. Especially with Hit Row. It's completely gone now. Completely gone, yeah. There was like money written all over that team. But I believe there was some heat on them. And for, that, that's for being, what WWE's saying about everyone right now. For being just so newly brought up and you're already starting heat already, I guess if it's not on the headache. There's so many cuts this whole year. There's got to be something more backstage, man. Maybe you are right. Maybe they're selling it. But there's something more that we are not aware of what's going on because I don't know how you explain these cuts because these budget cuts doesn't make any sense. And they have record profits. Yeah, so record profits, man. There's so be something in the background, we're not aware. They are totally selling the company, man. It's gone. WWE's gone. It's, it's going to some the highest bidder somewhere. Have you seen Drake Maverick's video? I did. I I uh, retweeted that one today. Oh man, dude, amazing! That 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 dude definitely he's going to do something. He's going to do something well. So, uh, whatever his next step is, but it was so inspiring. So I saw like a picture of it. When John Cena retweeted it and said something, you got to watch this. Yeah. I'm like, did Drake Maverick just do the same video over again? So I actually watched it. And for those of you who know what video I'm talking about, we started crying and ended up him being re-signed. Now it's him talking to himself. I think the greatest line of that whole promo, or promo, I guess you can call it, was your dream wasn't to be a WWE superstar. Your dream was to be a professional wrestler. You can't get fired (laughs) from being a professional wrestler. You'll be fine. Yeah, I'm like, that's a great takeaway. It's te- it you can see takeaway. how his mentality has changed over the last 12 months. Yeah, yeah, I think it's beautiful. And I love the end when he took off the WWE shirt. Yeah, and then his phone was ringing. Damn right. Yeah, smirk. I I, I thought that was beautiful. I had chills, man. I had chills watching that. I, I thought it was so cool. I like Drake. I, I think I like him a lot. I like I, I like a lot of these people a lot. You he know, it, it's it's a shame what's going on here. But, you know, I mean, there is a silver lining to this. As uh, Jacob Cohen at Mr. Jacob Cohen tweets, between all the WWE cuts and the ROH situation, there is such a ridiculous amount of talent and free agency. If someone came along with a large bank account and some decent connections, 
they could build a very decent third major TV wrestling company. <laughs> what you just mentioned is something I just read today. There are rumors. So take that with a grain of salt. I'm, I don't see this happening. But hey, Con- I love rumors. But Conrad Thompson and Jeff Jarrett might team up to form a new promotion. But do they have the bankroll? Do they have the bankroll, though? Jeff Jarrett. Uh, to Jeff be Jarrett a major player. That's Ric Flair's son-in-law. By the way, take that aside. Conrad Thompson himself is okay. Jeff Jarrett is okay. Jeff Jarrett has done it twice before with TNA and uh, Global Force Wrestling. I think this is a rumor I will keep my eye on because, again, you just mentioned okay. there's so much talent out there. There's a whole roster. There's literally a whole roster out there. And we're not even including independent talent. Um, dude, I'm, I'm thinking about like with WWE. Someone brought up a good point here, going back to it. Adam Andrews at Adam Andrews Pro. Imagine being a kid watching WWE in two, 2021. Where'd Bray Wyatt go? Where's mm-hmm. Braun Strowman? Why did Aleister Black come out, kick Big E, and never come back? <laughs> Whatever happened to Keith Lee? Where's Hit Row? You'd be beyond lost. Yeah, it's I, I that is a, such a good point. If I was a kid watching this product right now, and, and I'm emotionally invested in a certain character or gimmick or whatever, and I have nowhere they're gone because at that point you don't know like inside sort of dirt sheets or no, anything like yeah. that. Like you, you kind of believe that this stuff is real. You'd be so fucking lost. How do you explain this? That's a good point. That's something I never think about. Thought about. I didn't think about it until I saw the tweet. I was like, that's a really good point, man. Like, it, it's it's hard, even as an adult, though. Like, how do you get invested in these characters? Like, how can you if, like, any given moment, they'd be gone just like that without even a goodbye? It's like it's like watching a show that you're really into, and all of a sudden, they don't get that series finale. It's like, oh, well, um, it's canceled now. But again, re- releases like this, these names, this quantity are very rare back in the aughts and even early 2000s, 10s. So there is something going on in the background that we're not aware of. And uh, if they sell the company, Mark Schwann, I will give you full credit in the world. Because what else could it be? I can't think of something. It it has to be, man. It has to be. I I only hope, because someone recently said, I didn't see the tweet, but they were saying about basically um, how WWE... If they fail, it doesn't necessarily mean wrestling's going to fail. That we don't need WWE for wrestling to succeed. I think that statement is wrong. Yeah, I, I think of, I think eventually maybe uh, that that could be true, but right now, at this moment, AEW is not big enough for that to be true. Neither is Impact or the Indies or anything. It will be a huge trickle down effect if WWE goes bye bye, right? And whoever buys them decides just. I don't give a fuck. That's a huge problem for professional wrestling, I think. It would hurt the business more than it would help it. Totally. totally. And I, I hope that Vince McMahon, if he sells to whoever, I, I hope that company would, uh, would do the right thing with WWE and professional wrestling. As long as they put the right heads in place, yeah, we're fine. Yeah, I, I'm hoping Disney, personally. You said, that, you said uh, that a couple times. Why personally... Disney over other companies. I, I trust them a lot more to do the right thing. I mean, you just look at what they did with Marvel. It's the perfect recipe for success. They put the right people in place, know what they're doing with Marvel. Um, and they don't interfere too much, but they have, the, they give them the backing of the, of the financials and the marketing and all, et cetera, et cetera. And it's succeeding. Star Wars, same thing. You know, it, it, anything that Disney touches, like they, they invest in, and it does well. Going on to similar news here, Johnny Gargano, his contract is coming up. According to Russell Pierce at Russell Pierce, WWE is pushing very hard for Johnny Gargano to sign a new contract and made a very strong offer for him to stay for a long time. Very vague in details there. But according to Stephanie Hypes at Stephanie Hypes, she throws this out here. Honestly, why should Gargano stay? I think that's a very good point, Stephanie Hypes. Why should Gargano stay? Putty, you're a huge WWE loyalist. Your take. Why not? WWE's, Why not? Like said, if WWE went away, the professional wrestling world would be at a loss. You have worked 
your ass off to become one of the pillars of NXT. Now they're kind of been taken over by Vince and the other guy. Different mentality, but you're still one of the pillars of NXT here. Your resume speaks for itself. You're a fucking great champion. I think there's a reason why he's not been called up yet, whether it be Triple H. He doesn't want to. But also, if he gets called up, I don't think... I don't think he's going to be somebody that has a problem, but look at Hit Rail. Look at the stuff. So why should he? Because he should. He's maxed out. He he's should. maxed out. Where else, where else is he going to go? We, we, he, he's he's going to get lost. place to go. He's going to get lost in the shuffle in AEW. He'll probably get lost in the shuffle in Impact. I feel like he has the potential of all the fucking names. Again, Mark, you're going to throw up my face of all the releases. He can make it in the main roster. Look at Shotzi so far killing it. E. Big E killed it. <laughs> Seth Rollins killed it. Roman Reigns killed it. <laughs> I think Seth, but, I think Johnny Organa was among those names that can kill it in the main roster. Look who we talked about: before. Keith Lee. We thought Karen Cross. We no, thought. exactly. I just, I just said that. You, you just, now you're repeating yourself because I said that's what you're no, going to say. I was saying, like, yeah, but, but there's something saying, like, special about Gargano, and I know you're going to say the same but, thing about Karen Cross and Keith Lee. I know. Save, save your breath. There was something special about all of them, but yes. It, but here's the thing, though: Gargano. Say you're you're an employee at WWE right now. You're you're in NXT. You're you're killing it. Mm-hmm. You're this past. Let's say two years, right? With, with all these cuts that's been going on, wouldn't you be sitting there wondering, like, being like a little uneasy right now? Oh shit! Yeah, is my number? Oh, good phone call. Is it Laurinaitis? No, uh, who, yeah, who's calling course. me right now? Like, it, you'd be very nervous. You'd be paranoid, pretty much. Like, everybody in the main roster has to be nervous. That's, that's very unsettling, especially NXT, especially Gargano, since they're looking to, yeah. for young blood there. Like, why would you? It, because it, it's very uncomfortable. To to be wondering is my number up? Let me take my chances out there because my, my account yeah, for taking self. chances. Yes, fine. There's so many. There's other options. Impact, AW, the Indies. But what if a possible another promotion? <laughs> but go on. What if I believe in myself wholeheartedly? I believe I can make it on the main roster. What if I let go and like? What does he think about? Maybe I could have done this or this and this in the main roster. Sign, it just seems like go to the main roster and see what happens. And then instead of asking what if, you know, like, all right, well, fuck it. I did my best. I also wouldn't trust the main roster either if I'm him because they screwed up 90% of the people that I got called up. No, it's facts. You know, so, like, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like the, if I'm Johnny Gar- Gar- Gargano, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at the pros and cons of this before I sign a contract, especially if it's a, a long-time contract or whatever that means. Like, I, I'd really sit there and think, all right, well, What's what's happening here with, with all my friends? Yeah, I don't recognize anyone in the locker room anymore. Creative has nothing for me. Uh, the main roster, I'm, I'm I'm betting. You know what? What am I doing here? I mean, that's easy. Johnny Gargano, will know, be, and, Johnny Gargano will be an idiot if he didn't think that. You have to wait, right. especially without he's a family coming up. Pros and cons, and what's whatever he feels best in his heart. You got the sport. If he wants to stay with WWE and take the ride, take the chance. Go for it. And there's all there's also obviously a reason why I stayed in NXT for so long and didn't get didn't get called up. Like I, I wouldn't trust getting called up either. But at the same time, what else is there for him to do in NXT? It's probably getting stale at this point. Yeah, probably. Him. Although I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. So Again, I, there's I, plenty I, of options him. from me and, you can, me and you can debate the whole fucking night, man. Whatever he feels best for him, I think we'll both agree because we both love Johnny Gargano. We'll support him whatever he does. But oh, it is absolutely, a gamble. It absolutely. is a gamble staying with the main it's, roster. It's it's a big gamble. And you know, it's I feel like it's an insert superstar here right now. Johnny Gargano it just it so happens it's he made the news with this with his contract coming up. I feel like anyone's contract that comes up, you really have to sit there and think that WWE is like, Do I really want to go through this? Lana, even before she was cut, had recently signed a, a multi million dollar deal and she got cut. I think like no one's safe, bro. I think you're Johnny Gargano. No you you gotta sit down with your fucking wife. With your friends, your manager, discuss it between yourselves, and then sit down with the powers that be at WWE and say, "What the fuck does the future hold for me here?" And like, maybe they'll tell them something we don't know, and take it from there, man. I mean, if they like, sign, kind of have like a conversation, like the way Adam Cole did before he left. Maybe even, although, yeah. and whatever, he he can sign a new contract, sign a five year deal, multi million dollar deal, and they can release him the next week, like they did with fucking Bfab. You're, you're a WWE loyalist again, like. Is it hard for you, like with with all these cuts, like, to stay invested with people here? Do, do you uh, are you losing some? Um, no, 
are you losing some of that some of that love for WWE right now? Like, or is it just same old, same old for you? No, I'm not losing love for it again because I'm not in, I'm not behind the scenes. I don't know what the fuck going on behind the business aspect of it. They know a lot more than I do. There's a reason what we're seeing here. No, well, but no, I don't know what that reason is. As a fan, though, as a fan, though, you see all this talent just get cut. Yeah, it sucks unceremoniously. But they have a lot of good talent already on the roster that I'm already invested in. You even say, called them out on Twitter too, saying like, "Yo, these these people, they don't care about the talent. They don't care about the fans." She was very well. That's because candid it's, about that's this. coming from a dark place. Her husband just got released, which sucks. And so is, and so was she. She was cut too. Yeah, but she took that as a grain of salt. She wasn't so angry as much as her release as much as her husband releases. But, but like, I'm sort of happy. She, she, I'm happy he got released because he was a world champion wherever he went. Yeah, and he was a joke in WWE. Yeah. But, like, she's got a point, though, man. Like, they don't give a fuck. You know, so, so like, it, it makes it hard. It, think there's something else going on that they're not telling people. It makes it hard for me to appreciate this as a fan. It makes it hard for me to watch the product. It, it, that because, makes sense. Like, I, don't, I don't fault you for that. And I think a lot of people agree with you more than pe- people agree with me. But I can differentiate between the business and when I'm watching TV, I can just turn that shit off and, like, let me just watch it as a fan. Of the product itself. Once so the show's who's, over, who are your favorites? Who are your favorites? WWE right now? Is it the ones that you know for sure are never going to get fired? <laughs> no, you know my, my favorites are the fucking like the guys are who have a. Hey, you are a mid card guy. Yeah. A lot of the mid card guys are getting gone, man. Like, but of course you got, you got the Roman Reigns. I, I don't know the fucking roster of him. Um, yeah, hey, what's the roster of him? What's what's? Excuse, excuse me, Mark. Can we take a break? Let me find out who's fucking left. <sighs> <laughs> what's WWE 2K22 going to look like, man? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of why is it fucking why is NXT green whatever? Anyway. All of NXT got released. Yeah, future endeavor. I'm sure you would love that. Can I ask you a really complicated question? Give me a quick answer to. Oh, okay, let's try. Wrestlingnewsource.com on Facebook posted a picture of a tweet from Jobber Nation TV. Okay, and the way you've been kind of gearing yourself more towards. Now, you W person lately. I want to curious about your opinion here. If not for Vince McMahon, there would be no Hogan, Austin, Rock, Lesnar, Brian, Punk, Taker, HBK, etc. If not for Vince, we would not be watching wrestling today. Something I've said numerous times. If not for Vince, there would be no WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, etc. So they ask us, do we give Vince McMahon enough credit? Because there's a lot to be. There's a lot of WWE hate these days. A lot of Vince McMahon hate these days. Does he, does he still deserve the credit for what he's created? I'm going to answer that question with a a quote by Miro recently. Okay. Oh. CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and me, and Moxley. None of us are WWE guys. That everybody calls it. These people have been around the world the world way before WWE. So when somebody says this guy is WWE, absolutely incorrect. God made me, not Vince McMahon. End quote. Answers your question. That does not answer my question. It does answer your question. That totally does not answer my question at all. Because you're saying Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon's God. You're saying Vince McMahon's God. That doesn't answer my question. Without without Vince McMahon, there would be no wrestling. Facts. We're not giving him enough credit. Facts. You know, like, there was a time place for Vince McMahon. If Vince McMahon did not, I I said this numerous times, too. A year ago today, when we asked what we were thankful for, we had a three count before Thanksgiving. What are we thankful for? I said WWE, because without Vince McMahon pushing through this pandemic, there would be no wrestling. Vince McMahon has done a lot, but he's lost a lot of touch. I, I saw recently a promo. Uh, CM Punk on Vince McMahon 10 years ago saying about him being out of touch, not knowing professional wrestlers, because it was the same old conversation about people being cut. It's the same shit, man. Vince McMahon has been out of touch for, I would say, at least a decade. So it's becoming harder and harder for people, especially a new wave of fans, to be appreciative of what Vince McMahon has done. Listen, I, I'm old enough to remember what Vince McMahon has done and, and be uh, be around, like, right in the heart of it, right in the heat of it. And it was awesome. And, and yeah, thank you, Mr. Fan, for that, for the memories. But it's time to move on. Really? Well, wow. right, right now, you, you're, you're just selling your your legacy. Interesting. The longer it just keeps going. Wrong answer. But anyway, Marcus, you know, um, we had a great week of TV this week. Again, there's different, there's different mentalities here. I go into it looking at the glass half full. You look into it, the dark, gloomy clouds above you with such negative and hatred. But how about we uh, explore that and get into this week's TV takedown? It's time for this week's TV takedown. 
All right, Marcus, let's get some TV takedown. Like I said, a good week of TV. Usually I throw it to you to start off. Let me start off to you because I want to start off something completely random. Flip into the TV okay. channels. Sunday, totally forgot Tribute to the Troops was on. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I forgot now, about that. Now, normally that's just a throwaway show, meaning no, there's no canon. There's no nothing involved in this show. But they had two banger matches, Marcus. Bianca Belair versus Liv Morgan. Surprisingly, a solid-ass match. Both of them are wrong. I'm looking oh, forward wow. to hopefully they'll meet up again and get a bigger audience. But Tribute to the Troop pulled like big numbers, too, so congratulations to them. The main event was Ru- good for them. Reigns versus Nakamura. Another solid match. All right. Nakamura, All right. Nakamura hasn't really done much, and I'm hoping this might be a like, potential feud down the line because that match was good, and I think more people need to see both these matches going forward. So uh, Tribute good to the to Troop see you, was a good match. Good, good to see. Uh, well, first off, good to see tri- tri- uh, tribute to the troops back. Good to see that. Um, also, good to see Liv Morgan getting her shine. Listen, I, I know I've been critical about Liv Morgan, and it's only because I want to see her succeed. I, I want, I want to see more because I feel like again, there's another layer to her uh, that I feel like we're starting to tap into a little bit. I think so. so yeah. I, 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 I'm curious to see where this goes here with that with her and Becky Lynch. You know, I, I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily think Liv Morgan will beat Becky Lynch right now in the near future. But Keyword, I feel like right now, see right now. See, I think twenty twenty two will bring a different story to that. Twenty twenty two. I hope so. Okay. I certainly hope so. So there's Raw, NXT, AEW, Impact, SmackDown, Marcus. I have things for every single show. Oh, but boy. let's narrow things down a little bit. Let's talk about. I know you're going to talk about AEW because that's the only thing you're focusing on, which is not a negative yeah. thing. If you don't, if you don't like Raw, SmackDown, don't watch it. Focus on what you like. And for you... It's yeah, AEW. there we go. Yeah, but don't, like, shit on Raw, SmackDown. If you don't like it, just don't watch it. Like, I mean, not, not, not you. Like, people who watch Raw or SmackDown have nothing but negative things to say about it. And, like, there's enough negativity in this world. If you don't enjoy it, why are you watching it? I Well, I, mean, I maybe, that might be over. I, I kind of have to. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to. I watch it for both of us. If you don't enjoy well, something, because... don't watch it. Because I, we, we do a wrestling podcast, so I, I need to know what's going on. So, like, I know what you're talking about. But at the same time, like, you know, I, yeah, I but don't, think you don't I, have to talk about it. I think I talk bad about it right now is because, like, I'm disappointed overall with WWE in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to see WWE succeed. I, yeah. I'm not about this whole AWWE war, although I, I, I kind of like the war because I, I think it's supposed to bring up the best of both. But again, maybe I'm oversimplifying things because I'm, I'm very more active yeah. on Twitter lately. I've, I've seen that. Okay. And I've just seen a lot of neg- negativity. I'm like, if you're going to just shit on Raw, there's a lot of other things on Monday nights you can watch. Don't watch it. Don't, why are you putting yourself, torturing yourself watching Raw? It's it torture for you. Just don't watch it. Or if you do watch speaking, it, don't say negative shit about it. Just ignore it. Speaking of negativity, did you, did you see, like, with the WWE releases that happened, going back to that, uh-huh. like, Dana Brooke was trending. I was like, oh, I know that Dana Brooke is uh, released too. Like, people are calling for, like, to, like release as well. So many. Like, like oh, why, so how much, Dean like, Brooks will make it? Blah, blah, blah. Like, like why? This is your job. I, I even tweeted about it for yeah, a shot of tweet because it makes no fucking sense. Shut up. Thank you. And someone quote retweeted about, like, oh, you're in your dream about eating and catering? Like, she's in WWE. What the fuck are you doing with your life? Yeah. Like, stop. I don't go back and forth on, on uh, trolls on Twitter because you're just giving them more fuel oh, yeah. uh, for their fire. Like they're, they're they're there just to instigate. Uh, so I, I don't play into it. But man, like it's just like shut the fuck up. Yep. So, Marcus, why don't you talk about what you want to talk about this week? Well, you're right, buddy. AEW uh, full gear happened. Hell of a show. Mm-hmm. Some question marks there about going forward. You know, CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, I felt like stole the show. Uh, it looked like they may be continuing storyline, but then you see CM Punk have an encounter with MJF, and then on Rampage you see that him and QT Marshall going to have a match coming up at Dynamite. So it's just yeah. like, what's going on here? There's no continuity uh, because I feel like CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, that should be the rivalry going forward. And then you see CM Punk and MJF, it's like, well, okay, well, fuck, yeah, let's see more of that too. I don't know the direction there, but what I'm really excited about is, you know. For a while, I was like thinking, oh, well, is CM Punk turning heel here? Brian Danielson, out of nowhere, turning heel? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can get behind this. I, I love that he just didn't hold back on a mic. That he, you know, he brought off WrestleMania on another program. I was like, oh, sh- okay. Which AW Marks Danielson- also just booed nonstop. WrestleMania? Oh, boo, boo, boo. Like, what, what a great Bra- heat magnet that was. 
it, it was uh, Brian Danielson. He understands psychology very well. You know, he, he understands he's a very smart dude. You know, I, I listened to him recently in the Bella's podcast and like the dude reads a book a week, man. He, he's incredibly smart. Um, so he, he definitely knows what he's doing. I think he, that was definitely on purpose to get more of that heat. Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page by itself would be a great match. I feel like Brian Danielson with whoever he's been in the ring with has been great. You know, I, I didn't necessarily think much about him and Nero going in, but that was a banger match at, at full gear. Um, but now with this other layer here, Brian Danielson being heel, I think that's really cool, man. So I, I'm very curious to see what happens here. I watched that promo too. I'm like, all right, great. This is, we're talking about seeing Punk turning heel, but like, again, this came out of nowhere. And really, we haven't seen Daniel Bryan heel in a long time. He did a brief heel turn when he was champion as Earth's champion on SmackDown. That was great. Very good. But I never really, never really felt like a true heel. Because a lot of sh- what he was saying was actually right. Yeah, a lot of shit he was saying makes sense. <laughs> so I didn't really connect to me as a heel. It was just somebody. Oh, man, it's right, man. We were, we were fucked up, but we were, yeah. we were in the earth. It was, so it wasn't a true heel. It was just like cheap things that people boo him. But this is a true full-on heel turn. I'm like, because when he was talking to Hangman Page, it was kind of, oh, okay. And then after the match, then you did with Tony Schiavone, like, boom, full-on heel. Great. This is what I need. Some, it's very um, refreshing. Yeah. Looking forward to that. No, American Dragon, man. Like, you know, he, if you watch some of his old stuff before WWE uh, Ring of Honor, he was a very good heel. Have you seen any clips he, of that? Even his WWE days, he was good heel early on. Yeah. Yeah. He had some good work in there with Potentially, that. Yeah. Brian Danielson is like one of those guys, man. Like, you just insert him here and like he's going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. Of course. And actually, going back to what you're saying about, with WWE giving credit here. I think WWE actually helped him. And I think he would dare say it too, that uh, especially being with the Miz mm-hmm. helped him with his character work. Oh yeah, absolutely. And in his mic work, because before that, like we really knew him more so as a, as a very good professional wrestler. And now I think it's, it's really cool to see him bring that into AEW, and who knows who else he can help out along the way in the back there or in the ring. AEW is better off for, for having Brian Danielson on that roster. All around. And a couple weeks ago, you were talking about how you, you could see Eddie Kingston being CM Punk's first loss. Just, I was wrong. Just in that one route promo on Dynam- um, Rampage two weeks ago. Yeah. So right after Dana Bryan did that promo with uh, Tony Schiavone, they cut to a pre-tape promo right after his match on Full Gear with MJF. And there was so much truth to that promo, how he's the best wrestler. And it was just so much. I think that was one of MJF's best promos. Right. Because it was so raw. And you fast forward to the end later on on the night, and then CM Punk comes out, and uh, that that should be CM Punk's first loss. MJF. MJF. It would be interesting. Did you see that? Did you see that picture that come out? That came out with yeah. uh, MJF was a young kid. Yeah, that was a cool thing. I feel like CM Punk would lose nothing losing MJF, and it would just blow up MJF's arrogant, schmug, piece of shit, asshole character so much more. I think it makes more so much sense for MJF to be his first loss here. I feel like CM Punk losing to most people in that roster wouldn't hurt him. It would cool. elevate someone. But like MJF, definitely, I, I, I see exactly what you're talking about. MJF needs it more than CM Punk. Or I don't know if this needs it, but could use it more than yeah, CM Punk. Yeah, he doesn't Punk. need it, but he could use it. It could benefit him a lot more. Going back to what I think Undertaker totally. said a couple weeks ago, I forgot what interview he was talking to, but he felt like Roman Reigns should have broken the streak. Yeah. Because that would help Roman Reigns yeah. a lot more. Roman Reigns didn't need to break the streak obviously, but it would help him so much more. I felt the same with MJF here. He doesn't, he doesn't need it, but it would just elevate him so much more. So much more. He is just incredible, man. Yeah. Uh, MJF, what he does. And he, he's still in his young 20s. Like, this guy, when it's all said and done, he can wind up being one of the greats. I don't think I'm exaggerating here with this. No, and a lot of people agree with you. I think everyone agrees with you. That that was just it for my TV take. That was AEW right there. Was, I, I I can't think of anything else that would really caught my eye. Oh, everything caught my eye this week. Uh, maybe because I was just in a good mood. Uh, I loved everything about this week in TV. I can go on and on, but I'm not going to. I'm going to try to edit here on the spot. Becky Lynch is a heel, right? She's supposed to be a heel. Yeah, I mean, I'm confused by that. She's supposed to be a heel. And she she's she cut this great promo that was kind of heelish, but more face. Again, Charlotte Flair, but as soon as Liv Morgan because came out. Because more people out, hate Charlotte Flair. 
But as soon as Liv Morgan came out, she was full-blown heel. I love how Becky Lynch can just flip that switch. Just because she can doesn't mean she should, though. Like, Oh, interesting. Okay, talk about that. Because, like, you know, Becky Lynch is a, is a great talent. I love Becky Lynch. Big fan. But, like... If you're going to be a heel, be a heel. You're going to be a face, be a face. You don't, don't, don't try to be both at the same time or, or pick and choose the rivalry where you're going to do it. I, I don't think that Becky Lynch is doing that. It's more, probably more creative. I just, I just never know? feel like the heel Becky Lynch have taken off. Right. No, I, and I agree with that. And, but, but so then why, the, why the reaction she got this match? The reaction she got with uh, Liv Morgan, I'm like, all right, maybe the heel Becky Lynch could work. But you make a good point. Like, then why have this Charlotte Flair match? It hurts the heel character. Right, it, it's it's inconsistent. I feel like a lot of old school wrestlers and wrestling fans would agree with this. Like, pick a lane, yeah. pick a lane, and stay with it. Otherwise, you're just confusing the audience. No one wants to be confused. Uh, Dakota Kai, man, uh, she's winning me over. This great new character she's got going on. This match with Raquel Gonzalez. She reminds me of like Winona Ryder. <laughs> the crazy looks that she does. Yeah, she's getting very crazy, and Raquel Gonzalez is kicking her ass and started laughing. And like, what a great moment that was. This match was getting a lot of decent time. And when Raquel Gonzalez was about to get the win, we had uh, their interaction with Toxic Attraction, setting up to War Games. I thought this, this is a good way to introduce War Games. It was different mm-hmm. from the usual, like William Real coming out to announce it. It was different. It was interesting. I, I appreciate the way they introduced this War Games match. Women War Games, I'm curious what the men's War Games match is going to be. You're going to see a lot of first-timers in, uh, in War Games, it looks like. Yeah, and it should be fresh. Because War Games, again, much of it last week or two, War Games is brought back for Undisputed Era. Yeah. Now that they're no more, now you got to fucking get the creative juices flowing, how you can get four people, eight people involved in War Games matches. So far, so good. You know, I just I just hope they don't do it in a way where it's, it's like... Forced? Hell, hell in a cell where it's like forced. Yeah, right. I thought the same thing, too. You know, it, it's starting to feel that way a little bit. The, this like woman's match makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about the women, men's match because nothing I'm seeing on the does. men's side warrants a war games match. Like last year, oh, the, the one last year with Pat McAfee two made a whole, whole lot of sense. Two years ago, yeah, bro. two years ago. Oh, that was amazing. That was great. Um, there was a women's, there was a women's match. Was it last year where it made a lot of sense? Where it looked like there was going to be this dominant women's stable there. Yeah, and then just like nothing happened <laughs> <laughs> after war games was over. There was no continuity. Two years ago, it yeah. just ended. Um, two years ago was it? Okay, I mean, all my years are mixed up. Yeah, nothing happened. But that's why I'm so thankful for Toxic Attraction because I feel like I've been looking for this for years now. And ever since it, um, Paige had had her stable come up, it was like this could be a possibility. This could be it was very short lived. Mm-hmm. Saw like potential at NXT, that no continuity. War Games ended, and that was it. Now like, you see Toxic Attraction, and this is this is like the team. This is a faction I've been waiting for for years, and I'm glad to see, glad that they're getting their shine here. They're, they're probably the best part of NXT right now, yeah, uh, just simply because of this. And I just hope to God it doesn't get fucked up. I hope they don't cut one of them or all of them or whatever. Because Hit, hit Row, they look like they're untouchable. So Lord knows. A couple weeks ago, Marcus, we were watching TV here together at my apartment, and I was watching the Usos. Going against the Street Profits. Oh yeah, I great. remember that. And I was watching uh, great match, man. It was it was I, I was watching AEW. <laughs> so enjoyed that match. And that was the week AEW uh, Raw went into AEW. AEW decided to counter by going into SmackDown. So not only did you miss a great match, I missed a good match because it was Daniel Bryan versus uh, Minoru Suzuki, right? Suzuki, yes. Well, this week on Impact. Minoru Suzuki went against the walking weapon Josh Alexander. I love this match. From what I heard, it wasn't as good as the one with Daniel Bryan, or I'm sorry, Daniel Bryan, um, Bryan Danielson. But it was a solid, strong match. It was a solid main event. It was a great way to get Josh Alexander back into the main event picture contention, I should say. But uh, man, this guy is fucking amazing. Suzuki. Somebody I wasn't aware of until he came into AEW, and he, he came here on Impact a little bit, and then this was the full Leading to this match, Josh Alexander, Suzuki, fantastic, man. This is what I love about this, like, forbidden door being opened here. Like, you know, when, when this initially first happened, when Kenny Omega ran off with the AW Championship to Impact, we, we all had our assumptions about, like, uh, some sort of war, right? Not, But not really. We're like, oh, where, where is it? Where's the Big Bang? Yeah. 
But this is this is so different. It's so different. It's not a war. It's it's exactly what Tony Khan said it is. It's a door that's open with all these promotions here working with each other. If it wasn't for this, then we would have, we wouldn't me and you wouldn't really know who Suzuki, Suzuki no, was. Never heard of him before. You know, no. those are like the New Japan diehards know who he is. Of course. And it opened the door for us to, to like really see a like New Japan style of wrestling, which is phenomenal. And it's allowing people to see like the talent of like Josh Alexander or Moose and, uh, over Impact. And then it's allowing for all other people to see AEW and what they do. I think this is a really cool thing right now that's going on. And I, and I hope this relationship between all these promotions continue. I, hell, bring an MLW into the, into the dance. Bring in the NWA. Let's go. You've heard this is called Suzuki's retirement tour, right? Yes. I'm sorry, farewell tour. Does that, mean he's, does that mean he's retiring or is he just saying goodbye to the United States, you think? Ooh, good question. I mean, the dude is in his 50s. Do you know who else is in their 50s? Who? Billy Gunn. Yo! Billy Gunn was great against Darby Allen. mentioned it a couple weeks ago. You say I'm not really invested. I say it all the time. Nothing AW gets me. It sounds like there's more it gets you than you're letting on. But a couple on. weeks ago, it was for some reason the, the Gunn Club called this great promo, how they're not getting enough time yet. And then, what, what's his name? Dan Housen? Whatever that guy's name was? Posted a picture of how the gun club's like 18 and 0 in trios matches in AEW. Yet they're not on the fucking main roster. Facts. So I was looking forward to the fucking gun club. See what's going on here. I became a gun club fan, Marcus. Remember that show very vividly. Tonight on Rampage, it was, it was Billy Gunn going against Darby Allen. Like, Billy Gunn looked amazing. Totally. We've seen Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Sting. They look like they're in good shape, but they still look a little flabby in certain spots. Yeah. Billy Gunn Jericho. was rock solid, man. Yeah, Jericho. Billy Gunn is 58 years old with the body of somebody in their like, late he's 20s. 58? Yeah. I didn't even realize he's 58. Yeah, oh, I, I had to Google it. For like, him. I asked Siri, like, Siri, how old is he? 58 years old. And it was just made me respect him so much more. And apparently this rivalry with Darby Allen isn't a one-off. It's going to be lead to something. Which is great. Good. So the gun club getting involved here. I'm all I'm all in on this, man. You know how I feel about the gun club, Billy Gunn, and going against Darby Allen, who's a mainstay, one of the pillars of AEW. Hopefully they get some sort of rub here. And then you know, you're talking about MJF before, you're talking about Brian Dennison before. Yeah, yeah buddy, it seems like you're uh, coming around coming around a little bit to AEW here. This week tonight with Daniel Bryan, MJF, and now tonight with the gun club. I'm not bailing on AEW, man. I can't. There's so much invested in AEW right now. But again, it's, it, it is a good show. You, you're, you're getting hooked in. I love it. I want to get hooked in. I love wrestling. I'm, I'm a professional wrestling fan. WWE loyalist, yes. I'll never turn my back on them. I'm not going to hate any of them. But I love Impact taught me a lesson, and I love wrestling. And I want to get invested in AEW, and I have not been for the last year. I've been watching it nonstop. And now maybe the crux. Daniel Bryan. Heal Daniel Bryan. What? Gun Club, MJF, hopefully beating TM Punk. Here's the, here's the thing. I mean, I'm not I'm not blind to like you know the problems that AEW have have had, the growing pains. Everybody's like problems, man. It's it, it, it's especially since it's brand new. It's not perfect. No, of course, but no, like it's not perfect. No, well, WWE is far from perfect. Uh, but like, I, I agreed. I'm not gonna argue with that. Yeah. But again, but, like, we shouldn't be arguing about. It. But people are arguing about it, and they stop <laughs> arguing, man. Stop arguing. AEW is coming along really well. Yeah, they are really really well. They're, they're developing. Pretty fast, I would have to say too. I, I'm I'm really impressed by how much they've grown, especially the women's division, because that was a, easily their weakest link when it first started Huge off. Huge weak link, yeah. And and, and now it, it's it's shaping up, man. It, it's shaping up to a really good uh, good division over there, especially with the tournament that they've been having. Loving it, really impressive. Yeah, yeah. No, let's get in some go home thoughts. What do you got from this week? Well, putty. You're looking at the newest member of the Yonkers Chamber of Commerce. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Local media is now part of them. Uh, had my first breakfast with them the other day. I felt like such an adult. There were just so many, like, oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. Business people there uh, suited up. I was suited up too. It was, just, it was interesting. I made some connections. It seemed very promising. The mayor of Yonkers was there. Nice. Yeah, dude, it was just uh, it was a pretty cool thing, dude. I, I walked away, I was like pretty impressed with uh, with how it came about. I was a little nervous at first, man. I was like, is, 
I haven't gone to like a social function like this in so long. (laughs) And I'm by myself. You know, talk about like getting back out there again. Shit. Felt a little rusty, but I was like, all right, oh, sorry, like riding a bicycle. Okay, here we go. So it's cool. So I'm I'm excited about this. Uh but this next venture here with local media, taking next steps here. I'm I'm psyched, man, for my business. I feel like we're turning a corner here. Congratulations. I came across Rick Flyer has his own podcast, Marcus. I saw. I it heard. Was very interesting. So was it a lot of rambling? No, it was very good. It was very informative. There's a lot of good meat to this podcast. I highly recommend it. He talked about a lot about AEW, WWE. He was saying how Kenny Omega, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, probably the top three names in the business right now. Okay. The, the, Uso, the Usos, the Young Bucks, the top tag teams right now. If Robert Roode and James Storm's Money Inc. and TNA didn't break up, they'd play the top three tag teams in the company right now. Oh, my God. I, I, yeah. Agreed about Money Inc. A lot of people in my job, Marcus, like listen to their ear pods on the phone calls. So I decided to listen to podcasts now at my job, get paid to listen to it. And this is one I'm looking forward to listening to next week because now he's hyping up how there are two championship belts he wants back because of WWE trying to erase his legacy. So I'm looking forward to episode two, Ric Flair's podcast. Definitely worth listening to episode one. Mark, my favorite part was halfway through the podcast, it's Ric Flair and Mark Madden. They start breaking down into football. Okay. They spent like 20 minutes talking about football. I'm like, this is this is me and Mark's thing. What's going Are they stealing our thing here? <laughs> like, this is me and Mark. So you guys about, broing out? Yeah, me and Mark bro out on football every episode. Now you guys are stealing our shtick? This is fucked up. So Fuck sure, you, Ric Flair. Make sure you listen to them and compare how they break down football to how Mark Schwann breaks down football. Because it's <laughs> fucked up. This is our thing. But anyway, that's my steal. I mean, we, we are like, what, the top 15 podcast for wrestling, right? <laughs> Yeah, this is Ric Flair. They redo it. I'm sure he fucking blow up into the top ten because just his name alone. But they're dealing our stuff, Mark. Hey, we're damn good podcast, man. We have, we have plenty of stuff to steal. It's true. Yeah, I said something today. Speaking of football, to someone that they thought was crazy. I think the Patriots are going to go to Super Bowl this year. Super Bowl, really? Yeah. I, you know me. I'm a. I hate the Patriots. But everybody hates the Patriots. Mac Jones. Before I don't think I don't think the Patriots will win the Super Bowl. I think they'll go to the Super Bowl. I think the AFC is pretty weak this year. Oh well, dude, pick a team in the NFC, man. NFC is fucking balling. But I think Mac Jones, before his career is over, he's definitely going to win a Super Bowl. I, I think the That's a fair statement, yeah. I think the Patriots are playing very smart. I, I think they're going against the Green, elite defense, strong run game, strong strong run game, and you have a game manager at quarterback. And, Does he need Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick, yeah. No, does, yeah, does Mac great... Jones need Bill Belichick to win the Super Bowl? Yes. Okay. It, it could happen, man. Like, look, th- this formula has proven to succeed before and past. As you mentioned before, Joe Flacco is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Did he win? And that, that, yeah. No. Oh. And that team, the Baltimore Ravens, had the same formula, the same exact formula. At least, I was called crazy for that. Like, oh no, you you can't discount. Mahomes, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm not saying Mahomes sucks. I, I'm just saying, like, you, you, what he's defense doing with does. the Chiefs are, yeah, his, his defense sucks. But like, what you're asking Mahomes to do, it's not sustainable. Nope. You look at Mahomes. You look at Josh Allen. You, you look at these elite quarterbacks. These these flashy quarterbacks. They're getting contained this year. So this year, the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. Yes, I think so. Yeah, against who? Just pick pick a name. Right off the top of my head, I would say Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's the easy bet. Tampa Bay or the Rams. But it seems like Stafford, they're, they're figuring him out too. So the injury to Robert Woods definitely hurts. I don't know how Odell will fit in there. Uh, Tampa Bay, though, I mean, that that team is all around just, just so damn good. So a good friend of mine is a big fan of the Baltimore Ravens. So last week, him and his fiance went to Miami for a Ravens-Dolphins game. Oh, in which the Dolphins showed up. They more than showed up. So him and his fiance are coming this Sunday to the Jets Dolphins game. Now I'm hoping that he's my good luck charm and the Dolphins win this week. Watch the Jets win this week. <laughs> That's my thing, man. That's my what I'm thinking. The fucking my first football game, my good luck charm's there. Watch the Jets kick her ass like thirty five nothing. This this isn't I don't think that's happening, but this is um this is not even coming from a Jets fan. This is like taking that element out. 
this has trap game written all over for the Dolphins because they just had a huge, huge. monumental win huge. against the Ravens. I said the same you thing, man. You literally shut down Lamar Jackson. Now you're going to waltz on Not in we shut down against him. a team that got spanked by the Buffalo Bills. You're going to walk in and think you're going to own this place. It may not happen. May the not Ravens happen. scored lowest points they've ever scored in Lamar Jackson era against our Dolphins. Right. Dolphins got a good defense, man. So, they really um, do. We'll, I hope you we'll enjoy talk, it, man. We'll talk about that next week. Hopefully, then uh, next year we can go to uh, we can go to a game together because I don't do winter games. <laughs> of course not. It's too fucking cold. Hey, you try going in the middle of winter. Tomorrow is not going to be that bad. I mean, uh, no. Sunday is not going to be that bad. Which is but why my ideal goal was to before. go with my first football game to Miami. Mm, okay, and that's still my that goal. It, it's won't be my first game, but I do want to go to a home game at Miami. So maybe I'll bring you to that one. Give me five on Sunday. You're going to be fine. I've gone with like in the teens before. Dude. I said never again. Yeah, so we got this game coming up on Sunday. We got Survivor Series coming up on Sunday. We got a busy weekend ahead of us. Plus, it's Thanksgiving. Mark, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Oh, that's right. It's Thanksgiving week, man. I'm um, going back home, going back to Long Island to see the both families, possibly see some friends. So I, there's a, a film festival coming up that a friend of mine that I performed with that she's organizing. It's uh, an all-women's film festival. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. I'm going to check that out build some relationships there to possibly have a new director for an original piece of work that we'll be working on. So last week was my father's birthday. Oh shit. I, I wasn't aware of that, man. So for the first time I decided to go visit his gravesite. The tombstone is not in place because he didn't order it yet. He ordered it since, but it's not in place. It'll take a couple of months because of the COVID supply chain, whatever. So I thought Something I knew where his tombstone was. There's a gate. It's four trees down from the gate. There's a bunch of tombstones there. There's no demarcation of my father's name. Hmm. So when I went there, there's 10 plots that are covered in green astroturf because they're digging another grave. So I went to two tombstones where I thought it was him, said my piece, said happy birthday, whatever. Then I went back to the other side, happy birthday. So I said happy birthday to like five people. <laughs> Turns out my father's grave was where they're digging another grave site. What? So I, the first markers, man... First time I go see my father, I can't even go see my father. What luck do I have? Ah, oh, dude. So maybe I'll see him on uh, Thanksgiving, but it's just like if I if it wasn't for bad luck, I have no luck at all, man. I'm I'm very sorry, buddy. I I, I don't have any words for you that. To... There's no word to say. So uh, yeah, he's listening. God bless you. I love you and happy birthday. But let's crop things up here, Marcus. Let's go home. All right, my friend. For those of you back home, you can check me out yourfavoriteactor.com. Shot of Wrestling stuff is up on there. And please, speaking of Shot of Wrestling, give us, a, give us a review. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to our pages here and our social medias. Shot of Wrestling all across the board. And you can stay tuned for interviews that we'll have. I did Riley Shepard last week. We had Encore. And now coming up, next interview, I got a big one. Marina Shafir will be our I next interviewee. Yeah. Nice. It's official. We we got that locked in. So I am very much looking forward to that. I have so many questions for her. <laughs> it's such a little time. But yeah, that's that's what I got, buddy. Please rate and review us on iTunes and we're actually where you've listened to us. I know iTunes does their rates and their reviews do factor into us, so make sure you rate and review us. I'll listen to uh Conor Bryan's podcast, Marcus. Okay. And something they do is they read random reviews. So how let's about, do that. Let's do that. Let's start with Ajax, BL Prime with a Y. Great people, great podcast. The epitome of NYC indie wrestling with interviews from all across the spectrum. One of the very few wrestling podcasts who clearly care about wrestling and those involved. Very much recommended. The New York Wrestling Podcast is what they graded it. So thank you, sir, for that review. Respect. Love it. That was so a great. Pl- so please rate and review us going forward. We will probably plan on re- reading more reviews going forward. Absolutely. And participate in our Twitter conversations, too, because uh, Chainsaw, I'll be reading out your tweets, too. I'm more active on Twitter, so get involved at Putty because Twitter's where it's at, man. Twitter's a fun place to be. I'm, I'm glad that you've seen the light so I can start tagging you and stuff now. 
I mean, you never respond to any of my tweets. I've been tweeting TV shows live as I watched them for the last like three weeks. You've not responded once. So I don't know if you're on Twitter that much, but whatever. Uh, I don't do the live tweets when I'm watching. I, when I'm watching something, I tend to watch it. Yeah, that's what I think now. I'm watching Raw live last couple weeks. So it's, it's things like instead of just thinking about something, I'm like, oh, by the way, hey, type, 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 send. Yeah. It makes it more fun for me to, to at least, at least uh, I guess, live tweet my thoughts. There you go. Yeah, it's fun. Check it out. Get involved in the conversation. By the way, uh, so I started doing it like a couple weeks ago. Joe Gacy retweeted something. So I got a lot of tweets. Santos Escobar liked one of my tweets, so I got a lot of, a lot of likes on that. So I'm nice. off to a good start, Marcus. I'm off to a good start. There you go, man. Come yeah. get you some. I want to mention this a couple weeks ago. Do you know who knows we exist? Who? A couple weeks ago, I posted a picture of uh, Legado del Fantasma. Of course, I'm a big fan of Alexa Lopez. I got a follow from someone claiming to be her mom. Wow. So, Is that real? So I look into it. It seems very legit because not only is she posting pictures of her and her daughter, her daughter is posting pictures of her mom and tagging her mom and a lot of stuff. So Alexa Lopez's mom knows who we are. Oh, that's fine. Okay. It's awesome. that's, up, that's up there with Vicious Vicky's mom knowing who yeah, we are. right? I posted a couple of stuff and she likes a couple of our stuff. I posted a picture, a video of me and you and she liked it. So she knows we exist. So Mama Lopez, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening indeed. But Marcus, let's wrap things up. I need to go to bed. All right. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, again, guys, check us out. Also, real fast, BCW, Queen of the North. Oh, yes, Coming please. January 21st. Tickets still available. BCW making its big return. You can get tickets today. Uh, tickets are available right now with Marina Shafir versus Darius Carter. That match has been made official. The World Heavyweight Championship for BCW is on the line. East Coast Syndicate, my boys will be defending their tag team championships. Riley Shepard's going to be there. Kennedy Copeland's going to be there. Uh, we have a lot more announcements to make here uh, regarding BCW Queen of the North 3. Tickets are on sale now. And they're going fast because the pre-sale went right away, sold out. Uh, and I hope that uh, my jacket will be found. I hope I hope Barton wears it out. I hope Mark, uh, Barton gives my fucking jacket back. But whatever. We'll see you then. So for Hollywood, Mark Tron, I've been your host at Mojay Putty. Until next week, happy Thanksgiving, folks. Happy Let's... Thanksgiving, indeed. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>